The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. It's time now for Tennessee Valley Spotlight. Now here's your host, Allie Turner. Hello, everybody. It's a it's a drippy Monday, no question. And I guess in a way it sort of reflects something that we are now going to have to get through as a community, and that is the loss of our beloved Frank Travis. He passed this morning at 5 a.m., and I am personally so honored to have been able to have called him a friend. And I I am also extremely grateful that I got to be given the news and grieve initially at City Hall where he was so adored and there's just no other word that is that is fitting. I got the news and People grieved together and remembered together and celebrated while they were in pain. And I am just going to share that with you because this is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight. It's about our community. And there are fewer people, very, very few people that I have known in my lifetime that have been a better example of what it means to be a believer than Frank Travis. And so the first part of of our time together is just going to be dedicated to kind of huddling and cuddling together and getting through this. Frank, as you know, was a city councilman. He uh, was appointed after Jimmy Gill died and then He ran later that summer, and both times that he ran, he ran unopposed. And I think that that is a fitting expression, (laughs) because in so many regards, he was one of a kind. They broke the mold when they made him, and I can't imagine trying to fill his shoes. And Frank just became one of my favorite people from the get-go. And here are some of my favorite Frank things. He, as many of you know, worked for decades at TVA, and he was a trainer. He would help new TVA employees get on board. And I have heard from more than one that Frank was their all-time favorite boss of all time in any job that they had ever had. And here is why. Frank had diplomatic skills that, honestly, we could use in Washington, D.C., the U.N., the planet. He had the ability to listen and to be firm. He had the ability to have someone be heard and then explain with this just grand combination of grace and humor and wisdom and firmness why their particular idea may not be the idea of the moment and he would always have alternatives and things to where if he had to correct you if he had to rebuke you there was always hope he was gentle and he was brave 
He was funnier than funny. He was a remarkably talented musician and song and dance man. He did everything from conduct the men's choir for Round Island and man could they sing under his direction still can there was something about when Frank was at the helm he wrote with Charlotte Fulton and others wrote and produced and directed Rise and Build and turned it into a beautiful story of the role of Trinity School in our nation, in our well, yeah, in our nation, because Trinity School went on to impact our nation, but in our community, he endured truly staggering things: uh, an attack on him personally, and then cancer. I mean, it's like the guy. The guy is the Job of my life. And he left a legacy that I will always lean hard to glean strength on the story and the history of Frank Travis. He is somebody that I want to be like when I grow up. And I'm just so glad that his pain is over. He, a few days ago, asked Mayor Ronnie and City Councilman Chris Seibert to come to his to his bed and Mayor Ronnie dripped water into his mouth and gave him a couple of sips and through a great deal of of labored speaking Frank told these two men what he basically his continuing vision for Athens I mean here the guy is knocking on heaven's door but he's wanting to leave Athens in as good a shape as he possibly can and so he told these two men who are shepherds on the wall for our city what was important to him what he wanted to see and I'm not privy to what that was but it again it just reinforced to me what a class act Frank Travis was to be in pain to be breathing your last and yet wanting to leave the campground better than you found it and that really is who and what he was he was also enormously funny he could crack jokes he could light up the room he could tell Stories that would just make you feel like, okay, there's hope and and it's going to be all right. And I'm going to tell you, I have several favorite Frank memories, and I'm going to I'm going to share a couple of them before we go to the break. And I want you all to know that are listening this morning that, as is the case with the passing of a great man, and Frank Travis was a great man. There's grief. But there's also joy. I don't have any doubt as to where he is. And I have no doubt that he's got his legs back. And I have no doubt that I'm going to see him again. And I have no doubt that everything that he went through in this life, just as the scripture promises, it's not worthy to be compared. I That is part of my faith. 
And yet, I am going to miss this man terribly because of the impact that he had on my life. So here are two Frank stories. When we did the first Love for the City celebration that was sponsored by Jerome and Tiffany Malone in Oasis Church, and it was in in a time of unrest in our country, and they felt strongly from the Lord that we needed to do something to build unity and show that love was stronger than any kind of unrest. They honored people who had that same heart and that same desire to build Athens Limestone County. Frank was one of them. And it hadn't been too long since he had lost his legs. And I got a chance to spend some time with him. Just just me and him talking there out in the field by Oasis Church on Hine Street. And he he looked at me and he said, Allie, if it took losing my legs to have what I have now I would do it again and I boohooed then like I'm boohooing now you can't just reframe things and try and be brave you've got to have a faith that essentially creates a godly parallel universe in order to be able to pull good out of a situation that was so painful in every regard so that's one favorite Frank memory the other one was the last time that I saw him was when they did the premiere of the movie about uh, Dr. Br- excuse me Dr. Lincoln and the, the Bridgeforth the whole project with Lincoln Bridgeforth and the, the um, just the legacy that was there and if you've seen it I mean Frank Frank directed it. It was written by um, several people. And Frank, even though he knows that outside of a miracle, he's terminal, he directed it. And this was a tough movie. It was about straight-up racism that had at at one point been a part of our culture. And two white men played the part of two dreadful men back in the day. And Frank came in being wheeled in his wheelchair into a place of honor by one of them. And Frank was taken to the hospital for his treatments and doctor checkups and that kind of thing by another one. And it is the power of that kind of love that can change a community and did change our community. And so, our tears are a tribute, is what Mirani said, to a great man, Frank Travis. This is Allie Turner. This is the WKAC Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be back in just a bit. Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Marin Services and WKAC1080.com. 
River City Roofing Solutions is locally owned and operated by brothers Chris and Michael Muse. What sets us apart from other companies is the fact that our knowledge in the industry comes from nearly a decade of hands-on experience installing shingles, metal, and flat roofing material. With years of inspecting, training, and managing, we have mastered every aspect of the roofing process. www.rivercityroofingsolutions.com 256 274 8530. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. DQ presents. Picture this. You stand before the awe-inspiring new signature stack burger menu at DQ and your mouth wonders, where have you been all my life? That's five taste bud tempting cheeseburgers with 100% real seasoned beef. You peek at the loaded A1 stack burger with two premium sauces. Then the flamethrower stack burger with tongue-tingling jalapeno bacon. Then you realize moments like these are exactly why we have the DQ Signature Stack Burger menu. DQ. Happy tastes good. Get it delivered at DQ.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. No. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. This is an Alabama legacy moment. Brothers Alton and Raven Delmore of Elkmont, Alabama were early country music pioneers that had a profound impact on the history of country music. I'm Debbie Delmore, Alton's youngest child. My father and uncle's talented songwriting, intricate harmonies, and complex guitar rhythms influenced their contemporaries as well as generations of country and bluegrass stars. The Delmore brothers began in the 1920s playing at local community events. By 1933, they became on the Grand Ole Opry, quickly becoming one of the program's most popular acts. Over the course of their career, they wrote more than 1,000 songs, many of which were crossover hits. Few country music acts can rival their sophisticated chord arrangements and lovely melodies. The Delmore Brothers are members of the Nashville Songwriters, Alabama, and Country Music Halls of Fame. Sponsored by the Alabama Bicentennial Commission, the ABA, and this station. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. And if you're just tuning in, we spent the first segment celebrating and grieving over the the passing of Frank Travis, our beloved city councilman and just man extraordinaire. So... If that's tough news, I don't like being the bearer of bad news that this man was a class act from start to finish. And I also want to let you know that after the bottom of the hour, when we have Yellowhammer News, one of my favorite people, Carissa Lovern, is going to come and talk to us about her brand new book. 
I don't want to steal that thunder, but she's going to, it's just published. There's much to talk about. It's a beautiful story, and it's now available. So in between those two things, I'm going to sandwich in something that is unapologetically constitutional. And I'm using the word constitutional rather than political because it is one of those situations that transcends party politics, even though it involves party politics. And I am going to take the next few minutes to make a concerted appeal to the listeners of this program to please back Dinesh D'Souza's documentary that's called 2,000 Mules, 2,000 Mules. And Dinesh D'Souza, if you're not familiar with him, he immigrated to our country from India. He had a full scholarship courtesy of Rotary International to Dartmouth. He went on to become a celebrated person who is I'm telling you there are times when people who come from outside of our country love our country more than those of us who take our country, its people the constitution and the founding for granted and Dinesh is one of those people who has he's a ground kisser as um, has been Described, He is someone who would kiss the ground of America, even with all of her faults. Well, Dinesh has made several movies, several documentaries that are, you know, they say that sometimes you can tell how good someone's work is when you see the, the caliber and the level of the pushback. And he made some very hard-hitting documentaries. And um, in my view... He's paid a really high price for doing so. But this one, I feel personally, is something that we need to rally behind. And I guess what I want to say is, if you are someone who feels that the 2020 presidential election was the most, as it has been um, touted, was the most secure in election history... I would like to throw down a challenge and a gauntlet to you. And here's why. I understand why you may think that. And I respect, as an American, your right to think that. And I would challenge you to see this documentary when it comes out. Just, if for no other reason, go and see what's being set forth and see if it constitutes proof in your mind that the election was stolen, and then decide what you're going to do about it. And that is why I am giving such a strong call to action, because the evidence that is showing up just in the trailer of this movie is so compelling that I personally do not think that it is a healthy position to just kind of put the 2020 election in the rearview mirror and take some steps to make sure that it happens again. That's certainly better than saying, oh, hey, no problem, 
there was absolutely nothing wrong and it was just sour grapes from a former president. No, it is so much bigger than that. And I, I would tell you, if any party, I don't care who it is, steals an election, then we are all in danger and we are all at risk. And it would be based on principle just as important for me to fight if there had been someone, if if Barack Obama's election had been stolen from him and he had legitimately been chosen president, it would be my duty as an American to raise just as much of a cry over that or anyone else, whether I agreed with them personally or not, whether I vote with that party or not. It is crucial to the continuation of our culture that we take a hard look at what has happened and then do something about it. And so Dinesh has put everything on the line and there is a website that you can go to and it's 2000mules.com. Please understand you cannot put a comma like you would for a normal normal 2000. It's just 2000mules.com. Go and watch the trailer. Go and watch the people taking selfies of themselves so that they could get paid for stuffing ballot boxes. I mean, don't you know, it really is the most normal time to vote as an absentee voter between the hours of midnight and five. Doesn't that sound like the way a normal person would function? You can see the wads of ballots being stuffed in. This stuff is on security cameras. And here is the rest of what is hopefully going to sink this attempt to thwart constitutional democracy for good. And that is that they were able to get a hold of geo-trafficking. And what that is, is the same kind of thing that the DEA uses to break up cartels. People were smart. They had burner phones. They were given burner phones. But when you are able to use geo-trafficking and trace what happened, the conclusion is absolutely unmistakable. Either you are going to see, wow, they did it, and this is how they did it. Either that's true, or, as I said earlier, it's sour grapes. And here is where, for me personally, this time around, the rubber meets the road. I am, I kind of gravitate toward going, okay, this was really wrong, and it's so big that there's not a whole lot that we can do about it, and so let's do what we can. I'm a moving forward kind of a gal. I am. I don't want to shove things under the rug, but when I feel that there's really not a great deal that can be done about something, I will acknowledge that it happened, and then I will try and find ways to move forward equitably. This time around, for me personally, and I am just talking me, that's not acceptable. 
it is not acceptable to just put the 2020 election in the rearview mirror and do some things to make sure it doesn't happen again. That is not enough. What happened needs to be in the consciousness of every American, irrespective of their color, their party, their age, their background, their socioeconomic box that might get pushed, you know, checked off. We need to, if we are going to have an America, the first nation that was built on the vote of the people, built on a constitutional foundation, and has resulted in being the most blessed and the most remarkable place on the planet ever, even with all of its warts. If we do not make a very strong stand that the bedrock of what we do and how we do it is preserved irrespective of who is legitimately voted in, we're not going to have a chance to vote. And I feel it that strongly. So go to 2000mules.com, no comma in the 2000. Get on Dinesh's um, email list so that you can be apprised of when the movies will be released in... I don't know if Huntsville will have a venue. They usually do for Dinesh's movies, and usually it's in Huntsville. But they're going to be shown on May 2nd and May 4th. And then on May 6th, there's going to be an opportunity to have it be live-streamed. And on May 5th, there'll be an opportunity to gain access to where it's going to be premiered in Las Vegas. So... That's my pitch. I hope you'll take me seriously. And this is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show on WKAC. Join us every Friday night at 10 on WKAC1080.com for Floydian Slip. It's your weekly hour of Pink Floyd. Craig Bailey, your host for an hour from the dark side of the moon, an hour of Pink Floyd, Floydian Slip, Friday nights at 10, right here on WKAC1080.com. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Hey, slow down, buddy. This ain't Talladega. And that race car driver's number on your back window, you ain't him. Truth is, 
just 10 miles over the speed limit, and your chances of killing someone are four times higher. So forget the number on your window and memorize the one on that orange prison jumpsuit. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Ivy signs controversial bills into law. I'm Elizabeth Kramer, and you're listening to YHN News. Governor Kay Ivey on Friday signed into law the Alabama Vulnerable Child Protection Act, which bans the prescription of puberty inhibitors to minors, a common course of action for transgender children. It also bars gender-altering procedures from being performed on minors. Additionally, Ivy signed into law another bill, which instructs public schools to require students to utilize the restroom that corresponds to their biological gender. An election integrity bill passes. YHN's Jay Holland has details. Thursday, the Alabama legislature passed a bill by State Representative Wes Allen, Republican Troy, to ensure the integrity of Alabama's elections. House Bill 41 bars state and local election officials from soliciting or accepting money or services from private and non-governmental entities for the purpose of election-related expenses. Voter education, outreach, or voter registration are activities for which the bill prohibits the use of private funds. For YHN News... I'm Jay Holland. The Bronze Valley Accelerator is underway and the fifth class of businesses to participate has been announced. The companies were recruited from across the United States, representing a wide variety of industries. The companies are Green Regimen, HX Innovations, Pose Button, Monocle and Undelay, and provide solutions from organic supplements for optimal health to reducing flight delays and air traffic. AAA reports that the average price for a gallon of gas has gone down to $3.87. The national average is down to $4.11. I'm Elizabeth Kramer, and you're listening to YHN News. For more Alabama stories, visit yellowhammernews.com. Mom, Dad's doing a crazy dance on the patio. Ooh, really bad dancing. Sweetie, are you okay? Vicious mosquitoes everywhere! Save yourselves! I'll call cooks before you pull a muscle. You don't have to live with mosquitoes. Get proven protection from Cook's Pest Control. Call or go online for a free quote. Cook's Pest Control. Hey, Alabama, I'm Lindy Blanchard. We need to put money back in the pockets of hardworking Alabamians. When I'm governor, I'll start rolling back the gas tax on day one. But we can't wait for that. Our leaders need to suspend the gas tax now. Join me at suspendthegastax.com and sign the petition today. I'm Lindy Blanchard, and I'm asking for your vote for governor on May 24th. Paid for by Lindy Blanchard for Governor, Box 241331, Montgomery, Alabama, 36124. WKAC, Monday weather. Temperatures already warming up on this Monday morning. We do have some scattered rain showers out there already, and this will continue off and on through the day. Most of it just light rainfall, and our high temperatures will warm up into the middle 70s. Winds still breezy out of the south. Overnight tonight, increasing clouds, low temperature of 58 degrees, high of 78, partly to mostly cloudy, but we should stay dry for your Tuesday. Keeping an eye on your Wednesday, high temperature of 79 degrees. Rain showers and storms expected into the afternoon and evening, and there's the possibility 
especially west of Interstate 65, of seeing some stronger storms. We'll keep an eye on things. More storms expected on Thursday. High temperature of 75. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Meteorologist Eric Burke, and that's your forecast on WKAC. Weather, a service of Holtz Pest Control, your authorized Centricon termite control dealer. Get in touch with Holtz Pest Control today at 256-233-6333 or visit them on the web at HoltzPestControl.com. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. If you'd like to call the show, just dial 232-6828. Now more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. And we're going to shift gears. We've done a little grieving this morning, remembering our dear Frank Travis. And I have one of my fave peeps here in the studio. And her name is Carissa Lovern. Carissa is a two-time children's author that is just tearing it up. Welcome, my friend. Hi, Allie. How are you? I've been better, but I'm so glad you're here to uh, talk about what's what's happened. And um, for those of you that may not know, Carissa has two daughters. She is married to Garth Lovern. And what she has done with her daughters and what they have done with their daughters is to instill something in them from a very young age, and that is to give back and to make a good situation out of a bad situation. Yes, ma'am. So tell us how you got the idea for the first book, what this one is like. Just take it away, and we're going to talk more about things that are going to come up to promote your book. All right. Um, well, my first book, we, my daughters and I were pretty sad during the first the COVID shutdown. Uh, they were out of school, and they really didn't know what to do. <laughs> so um, I, I decided to start planting a garden with them. And so they would wear dress-up clothes all the time and go out to the garden and sing and dance and it was a, a good time because my husband had moved out for a little while and they do explain that okay please. all right so <laughs> sorry uh, that, i do need to explain that so um my youngest daughter has had a problem with pneumonia she was hospitalized for uh, five days the year before the pandemic and then um right before the shutdown happened she had another round of pneumonia so he was still working and um we were we wanted to be I guess safe with her. So, well, and and nobody knew really what at the time right. that happened. Nobody really knew what it was that we were up against. That's right. And so you were trying to do your best to keep your your kiddos safe and deal with this thing that nobody had any frame of reference right. for or any idea what to do. And so. Garth, bless his heart, yes. <laughs> moved next door <laughs> yes, and, and came home. I'm sorry. I'm telling the story, and it's because I've told it so many times because okay. I think it's so dear. Garth moved next door, and he would he owns a, um, a lawn business, really good one. And he would go out and work, but he didn't know what he was bringing home. Right. And so he would come home for dinner during the summer, sit on the front lawn, Nobody got to hug Daddy, but they right. at least got to see him, and you, you would sit across from each other with a picnic every night, and that was how you spent two months? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, mm-hmm. two months. Okay, so forgive me, please, no, for telling you're your fine. story. But it just it means so much to me that people got creative and did what they needed to do in order to continue to thrive in the midst of a whole lot of unknowns and some scary stuff. Yes, ma'am. Well, and so... 
our garden was kind of a way to interact with daddy and be excited about something but not touch him so we would you know do our seeds and watch them uh, sprout and everything and then show him what what grew that day I mean we checked the garden and everything about five times a day so that was also kind of sanity for us yes <laughs> yeah so um so I, I about you know like during the summer we had grown so much food that we had to give it away because I thought the deer were going to eat everything so I had planted like 15 tomato plants and they all grew and they all, <laughs> and they all produced <laughs> so um and so we started giving it out to our neighbors or people at church we wouldn't go touch them we would just go put it on their doorstep go leave it on the doorstep yes ma'am yeah. so um it, the story came to me one day it just it was like a poem it just came out um and I was like hey you know what this this could actually be a good book and so I started the process of uh, looking for an uh, illustrator, and I finally found this guy after about 200 different illustrators. Um, his name is Joshua Wichterich out of Slidell, Louisiana. He's fantastic. He is. Um, his work is beautiful. It's whimsical. And I sent him pictures of my kids in the garden and playing with their tutus and dress-up clothes. And he just did a beautiful he job. He nailed it, if nailed I may it. say so. He, he did. did. He yep. really did. Um, and, and so Seeds for Sharing came out last year, February 23rd. And we have had the best time promoting that book. Um, the girls call it our book, and they've signed copies, and they've shared oh, it with they've, their... Oh, they've put their own... Yes, oh. they have signed their own copies. Oh, so, do I love that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, so, and we've taken it to schools. Um, I've read to their schools, and they were so excited to have Mommy come, and they would just give me the biggest hug. Um, we've been to uh, the Earth Day Festival. Yep. I read it there. Uh, churches, read it there. Well, and then, uh, you know. Okay, I'll, so here's what we're okay, going to do. Right. So that's the first book. Okay, that's the first so book. So you guys have heard about the first book. We're yes, going to take a break. Okay. And then we're going to come back and we're going to learn about the book that is just now out that is so very cool. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show on WKAC. And we'll be back in just a jiff. Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Barron Services and WKAC1080.com. When your clothing needs to be professionally dry cleaned, take it to Classic Cleaners, now with three locations to serve you. Your clothes will be kept looking as good as new with their professional dry cleaning and laundry service. Classic Cleaners also offer same-day service Tuesday through Saturday. If your clothing has a tough stain, in most cases, Classic Cleaners can remove it without a trace. Bring your drapes, curtains, bedspreads, and comforters to Classic Cleaners. Classic Cleaners also offers wedding gown preservation and leather cleaning. Classic Cleaners, now with three locations. Highway 72 East in Lindsay Lane, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m to 4.30 p.m. 600 South Jefferson Street, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Highway 72 West in Killen, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. 
My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I have with me in the studio Carissa Lovern, who is the author of now two books. In the first part of her visit here in the studio, she was talking about her first book, which is called Seeds for Sharing and the story of that and how that came about. So we are now moving on to the discussion of lemons for blessing. Mm. And one thing that I want to say that I so enjoy and admire about what you and Garth have done is that you are really truly building a brand with your daughters mm-hmm. that can can be handed off, if, if I may put it that way. You are instilling in them at an early age the idea that it is part of their, I don't really like to use the word duty, but I'm going to, part of their duty as human beings to give back, to build, to strengthen, to edify. And this idea of the sharing sisters and being able to track what they do as they grow older and do more perhaps intense, um, maybe when I say riskier, I mean that, you know, advisedly. But you're putting it in them now, and it's going to be fun to see the Sharing Sisters at 10 and 12 and Mm -hmm. 14 and 16, and, you know, who knows what will happen with them. So please tell us about book number two. All right. Um, Well, Lemons for Blessings is loosely based on a a lemonade stand that my daughter actually thought about um, during kindergarten. They had, like, a little project to do change for a, a baby bottle project to get, to go towards uh, the, the resource center. And um, she, she did it at a home and garden show and she made like $60 there and she donated it, all of the proceeds. She was so excited. Um, well, then we decided to, to further that and um, we built a lemonade stand last year. So the girls were so excited. Daddy helped. We designed it together. We went to Lowe's and <laughs> go Lowe's and, and bought all the supplies and uh, the girls got to to use hammer and nails and they they put it all together they painted it um, a pretty bright color and um, they took it to the the home uh, the earth day festival i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and they sold lemonade there and they made over two hundred dollars what two i mean i knew i knew Uh because i was there well yeah i was there as well yes ma'am and i knew that they were kind of the stars of the show i get that (laughs) they were and how much were they charging for a glass of lemonade 50 cents 50 cents that's what i thought 50 cents so 50 cents and garnering 200 bucks that is a serious return on your investment yes ma'am i mean they worked hard i and, and but it was so cute so they wore their little tutus and their little lemon shirts and big bows and uh and their rain boots but in between se- serving lemonade they would go and run and like, play in the pond so, oh, the little creek area yeah. so they, they were just so cute and everybody loved them i mean they're you know some people probably played a little bit more for a glass of lemonade than they they thought they were going there to just because they wanted to donate it was yes. so adorable so um and their little lemonade stand was called lemon blessings so that became the basis for the next book lemons for blessings um 
We really wanted to thank essential workers for all of their hard work during the pandemic. And I, 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 so this book is a, I guess, a way to do that. So the girls, they build the lemonade stand and then they take it to a fair and they sell lemonade to the community, but they also give it away to all of the central right. care workers. So they, they have parked kind of outside various places where essential workers are i mean yes, ma'am. essential workers is a phrase that's sort of right. frustrating but we we, we, all we, we know what we're talking about, about that yeah. so. exactly so um and they just offer it up yes, and ma'am. my husband steve ever the cynic he goes so nobody's nailing them for a lack of a permit <laughs> I said well. they better not because <laughs> in, because they, they better not because these these girls are doing exactly what communities do and that right. is say thank you right and um, so at the fair um, and in part of the book one of the lines is they serve doctors and nurses they serve cashiers and teachers they thank them because now they could show all their features yes amen because nobody has to have. <laughs> Hallelujah! A mask <laughs> on anymore. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, and then their daddy teaches them a lesson at the end of the book about sharing our spiritual gifts with others, and how the essential workers shared their spiritual gifts during the pandemic, and how the girls are sharing their sp- spiritual gifts by giving back. Mm-hmm. And so, it's encouraging everybody to share what God has given them. Well, and here's something that I enjoy as a publisher. I am I am all about letting your light shine. Yes, ma'am. And I also know that sometimes, you know, we're in the Bible Belt. We are some, I just heard last night at a marvelous Palm Sunday concert that was at First Baptist. We're not just in the Bible Belt. We are in the buckle of the mm-hmm. Bible Belt. And sometimes people can become kind of hardened when they feel preached at. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I enjoy about your book is that it's it's a class act. It is beautifully written. The the illustrations are absolutely perfect, and you don't have any problem at all finding a scripture that's really going to nail it as far mm-hmm. as what your point is that you're trying to get across. That being said, it's also done in a way to where it serves to open up your heart just like seeds you know have to bust out and open up in order to bring forth a a crop it opens up your heart to the real truth of what's being said there it's far more than a feel good and that's one of the things that i really like about it okay thank you yes yeah well i just i really want to encourage children to get out there and serve and i'm hoping that these books will encourage them to do so in some way and i i think kids young kids will do that if they're dressing up too and having fun and so I I really want parents to get in there and show their kids how to serve others and so that's one of the basis of why I'm writing these books okay so we're going to take a minute and just talk shop talk turkey talk return on investment one of the things that I have enjoyed so much um, having been honored to be in the in the process, in a in a very peripheral way, as far as helping with this book, these books, has been um, your professionalism. And I will tell you that Carissa did a ton of market research. She has functioned wonderfully as a professional writer right out the gate. And I can tell you from having been a you know an author of a book. I am so impressed by 
what you were able to do, the stuff that you were able to do this first time around, it literally took me years to learn. Mm -hmm. And so I want to commend you for your the application of your business savvy and developing it because it's something that is certainly going to serve our community in other realms as well. I mean, I want and believe that this this brand and Carissa's books in my view have the potential to put Athens on the map. Oh, as thank far, you. No, and <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that I'm not saying that because that's the therapeutic thing to say here. I'm looking at the book. I've looked at other books. I've been in the industry now for a little, you know, a bit over a decade. And your stuff is really, really good. And so Thank you. I'm, I'm just saying that. So my yeah. question before we take our second break is... What, how did, for people who may be budding authors or felt like, you know, I've always wanted to write a book or, you know, whatever, how did you go about finding out useful information that you could put together and make a plan as to how you're going to do this? Well, uh, a lot of research. <laughs> um, so I, I had no idea what to do when I jumped in um, from Elkmont, Alabama, which is a very small town in Alabama. Um, and I, I stay-at-home mom. I wasn't sure, so I just dive right in. Um, I joined some uh, community groups on Facebook, like Ingram Spark Community. It's a self-publishing. Ingram Spark is a self-publishing platform. KDP. I joined some communities on that too, and I just saw what people were doing. I asked questions that way. I did research on their websites and just trying to get all the information I could on how to do it in the first place. Um, and then from the marketing standpoint, again, I just lo- looked to see what everyone else was doing and then I started reaching out to people um did Athens now put put some stuff there yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I talked to newspapers and I thought outside the box as far as how can I get the word out so we had um, um seeds for sharing planting um and book reading thing about high cotton arts and so we had kids come and I got to do a planting exercise with them and and they planted one for themselves and they shared one with um high cotton arts too so they kept some plants there. Um, so just thinking outside of the box has been the, a big deal. Um, and then I joined Christian Indie Publishing Association too, um, and they ha- that is the been a very good membership to have. It um, all the discounts that they give you, it's been well worth it. And then all the information on how to market. And then um, this past week I went to um, the Blue Lake Christian Writers Conference down in Andalusia, Alabama. And and I have a ton of ideas that I can't wait to to use at this point um, and just, just get the word out there and, and start sharing these books with other people. That sounds great. We're going to take our last break. And then when we come back, I'm going to have Carissa read this new one and tell you about an event that's coming up soon. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. And we will be back in just a jiff. They deliver. Your guests will love it. That's what happens when Jiffy Food Store Number 2 on Highway 31 caters your next event. No event is too large or small, from a group of five to hundreds more. It all starts with bigger choices of better food and ingredients. Now, you know us for great sandwiches, chicken, wings, JoJo's, and our breakfast items. But we offer so much more. Salads, soups, fruit trays, veggie trays, desserts, and our famous Texas-style pulled pork. Jiffy Food Store Number 2 has countless sandwich fixings that will ensure that your group's needs are met. Don't need a full catering service? Just call Jiffy Food Store Number 2. 
Place your order in advance and they'll have it ready for pickup. Jiffy Food Store number two, Highway 31, a proud supporter of our community. This is an Alabama Legacy Moment. Originally designated as a postal route in 1806, the old federal road stretched through the Creek Indian Territory of Lower Alabama. Alabama's federal road functioned as a major thoroughfare for Western migration into the Old Southwest, ushering in a new era of national expansion and exploitation of Native American territory. Although much of the federal road has disappeared, portions of it remain today. Sponsored by the Alabama Bicentennial Commission, the ABA, and this station. Got a question or comment for Tennessee Valley Spotlight? Give us a call at 232-6828 and share your thoughts during the show. Now, back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. And this is what we're going to do. We are going to have Carissa Lovern read her most recent book. Because you all know that on radio, kids were read to all the time. And adults were the ones that were doing the reading. So... Please grace this listening audience with your newest offering, Mrs. Levern. Lemons for Blessings by Carissa Levern and illustrated by Joshua Wichterich. This book is dedicated to all who continue to serve their communities through the COVID-19 pandemic. Your love, courage, and sacrifice will never be forgotten. As summer neared and the virus eased, the sharing sisters still wanted to please. They thought long and hard about what they could do to honor the ones that helped us pull through. Daddy said, I have an idea. I think it will be fun. Something to do under God's glorious sun. Daddy pulled out a hammer, scrap wood and nails. While fastening their tool belts, he said, God's love never fails. They laid down sheets of paper and drew up a plan He helped the girls design the perfect lemonade stand. They worked all day to build something that would last. Their happiness grew with each moment that passed. Before they knew it, the stand was ready to be painted. The girls picked a color that would be bright and make a statement. They loaded up their supplies and drove to the park. The girls were excited and ready to start. They set up their stand with their signs all arranged. They poured the first glass and counted the change. They served doctors and nurses. They served cashiers and teachers. They thanked them because now they could show all their features. At the end of the day, with his girls by his side, Daddy calmly explained as their eyes opened wide, There's a lesson to be learned about giving of yourself. We should never keep our gifts stored up on a shelf because our father sends his spirit down from above to share with this world his goodness and love so let's thank our community and all work together let's turn these lemons into blessings that will surely last forever first corinthians 12 4 through 6 there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit distributes them There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Amen, amen, and amen. Carissa is going to be doing a book signing with her girls at Frame Gallery of Athens on Tuesday night. The 19th of April, we'll get you more information on that. Thanks for listening. This has been the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show on WKAC. We'll see you next week.
You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to WKAC1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.